Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. There's a hundred or more episodes of this kid's show. It's somebody's job to recap it. But the obvious problem for our group of co-hosts is going on too many tangents. Like maybe watching TikToks and Cordog and Yummy or finding all our superpowers. Mentioning the times that Candace can test lit or playing a game for an hour. Giving nosy points, going to Twitter, jail, or laying some kind of egg. Reading and studying, running like Naruto, or that's a fake when a pig. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod is gonna have some fun. Mom! Felipe, Will, and Navi are making a podcast. Welcome back friends to another episode of what you doing your favorite Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast and first things first let me introduce myself it's someone who loves hide and seek but I think I like sardines a little bit more than hide and seek Felipe I am agent F and as always I am not alone I am joined by someone who loves the movie Titanic if I had to guess he has probably written a parody song of My Heart Will Go On, and that is William Davis. William, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I, you know, I'm drawn to this podcast like moths to a flame. Uh, I'm happy to be here. As opposed to like other kinds of bugs, and then you circle back to having that same metaphor mm-hmm. because you used it recently. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. you you reuse the classics. You got to reuse the classics sometimes. And last but not least, we are joined by someone who. I can't think of an intro, but it's Navi, everyone. Hi, how's it going? Was I the only one who was thinking about the Lonely Islands? Uh, I'm on a boat for the <laughs> second episode that we were talking about today. They were on a boat. It was uh, much less... Uh, I don't think the, that song is R-rated, like some other of their songs. But like this one, that one's definitely PG-13. Well, I mean, they're saying, I'm on a boat, mother effer. Don't you ever yeah. forget. Yeah. What's your favorite Lonely Island song before we get into the episode? Jizz in think... my pants. Mm, that one's good. Um, I think I love the, the I just had sex with Akon. That one's just so catchy. I just like sing it randomly. I um, just had sex. And and it so good. <laughs> uh, my my favorite is Mona Lisa from okay. uh Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stop. Oh, oh I also yeah. like uh the bin Laden song. What's what's that one? Uh Bin Laden. Yeah, this episode's already explicit tagged. Like we're not even three minutes in and it's gonna get the explicit tag. But there you go. We're we're what you're doing. We're talking about Phineas and Ferb. 
Um, and today we're talking about hide and seek and that sinking feeling. So hold on uh, before we get into the episode, I've got some old business to brag about. It's not really old business. It's new business to brag about. Okay. Go for uh, it. So I am in an online trivia league that, uh, some, some RHEP patrons, uh, specifically Kevin Doherty graciously invited me to. Kevin Doherty's the best. Let me just say that. Um, and guys. during, during the, uh, like off season. So, so there's a trivia league. It runs daily, stuff like this, but the seasons are only like a month long, but during the off season, they do all these uh, one day specials where they ask 12 questions about some like very specific topics. Um, so, so the, the recent one day specials have been like uh, uh Here's one where all of them are one letter answers. Here's one all about uh, pictures at an exhibition. Here's one about uh, immaturity. Here's one about great American streets. And on Wednesday, there was a one day special about none other than the TV show Phineas and Ferb, uh, in which I got all 12 questions right and did the the little uh, moneying thing perfectly, almost perfectly, but better than anyone else. And I won the damn thing. So yes. I have, I have uh, earned my credibility as a Phineas and Ferb podcaster Can by you... winning a oh, Phineas so and Ferb. Oh, so you are going to share the questions, right? Yeah, I uh, I can share some of them. Let me let me share. I, there is one question I do not want to share because I don't. It's something that will come up later in the, the series. And I don't want to spoil something that comes up later in the series. Okie dokie. Um, Let's see. I'll share my screen here. Uh, Chrome tab. This one. Okay. Let's go, so let's go. first question. Uh, it says uh, bowling for, uh, we know bowling for soup sings the theme song. They also performed the theme song for what uh, similarly themed animated feature film. And it plays this song here. <laughs> Oh, I know this. Give me some. For adventure. That goes on for another 30 seconds. Give me Tron. That is, it's also like, that's specifically the theme song for the movie. Jimmy um, Boy Genius. Be, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, I remember, I remember the one for the TV show sounding a little bit different. Yeah. That's but, when but, I like heard it. I was like, that's not the theme song, but yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, second question I thought was an easy one. What did Phineas and Ferb build in the first episode of the series? Uh, they built another one in a later episode, this time as a musical. And the original construction was revisited in an episode in which Candace travels backward and forward in time. That's what we talked about last week, baby. Yeah. I'm stealing all the answers. Navi, if you want to answer the next one, feel free. The Number three, I'm that I would obnoxious child who, like, when I know the answer, I was raised. I was like very much a Hermione. Number three, I would not have known this song if not for this podcast. Um, but uh, the question says Phineas and Ferb composer Danny Jacob played guitar on three albums by this 80s pop queen, a two time Grammy winner with eight top 10 Billboard singles, including a number one hit. One hit. Those singles do not include her romantic duet with Dan Pavenmeyer as Dr. Doofenshmirtz though her other Phineas and Ferb performance has a common bond with one of her real-life hits. Who is she? Sheena Easton. And it, yeah, and it, it includes the, the clip here. 
But it is it is Sheena Easton. Uh, See, I didn't begin, Navi. I will give you the next opportunity think, because I'm not uh, And that one, you, so you can see up here, that one was missed by 86% of the people. That was the hardest question on the test. Um, this next one, uh, what Oscar-winning actress briefly emerged from an 11-year retirement to voice Phineas and Ferb's elderly next-door neighbor, who, unlike Candace's mother, actually saw all the boys' creations? Um and then it was another four years before she returned to feature films in the movie Snatched. And she's since played Mrs. Claus in two movies opposite her real-life partner as Santa. And here is another clip. <laughs> oh, Candace, right on schedule. Uh, hi. Are you new here? Heavens no, dear. I've been here all summer. I've so enjoyed watching your brothers build so many amazing things every day. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, by the way. What? Where's Perry? Now, do you know this one? Because I actually no, don't. No, I don't. That was Goldie Hawn. Oh. Who uh, starred as Mrs. Claus in The Christmas Chronicles Kurt alongside Kurt Russell. Was Wyatt involved as well? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, question five. Uh, what does ALCA stand for? The the secret agent organization ALCA. What does ALCA stand for? Organization without a name. Without without a cool acronym. A cool acronym. Uh this next one I thought was gonna be pretty easy, but actually turned out to be one of the, the harder questions. Uh this was the one thing so they do something where you you enter all your answers and then you pick five questions to be your money questions. Um, and your money questions, you get points based on how many other people missed the question. Uh, so you want to put your money questions on the ones that are harder. Uh, and this is the only one that kept me from having a perfect possible score was that I thought this question was easier than it was. Uh, and it is, uh, hallelujah, they're back together. This romantic power ballad was the signature hit for what band? Love handle, and I thought more people would know love handle than than this, but uh, apparently fake not. ass fans, fake fans. Um, number seven, a recurring subplot in some episodes is Ferb's unspoken crush on Doofenshmirtz's daughter Vanessa. Uh, Thomas Sangster and Olivia Olson, who voiced Ferb and Vanessa, played out the same subplot in what live action film? Now we do know this one. Sangster was thirteen, it. and Olson was eleven when this movie was released. Four years before Phineas and Ferb premiered in 2007. Now, would you love know it? Actually? Yeah, yeah. They're the kids in love, actually. Yeah. Um, this next one is a, a picture clue. Uh, American Idol contestants have appeared as themselves on two different Phineas and Ferb episodes. One in a Christmas episode and one singing a duet with Shaka Khan. Who are these two people? This is a lot easier. Left. It's a lot easier if you can see the picture. I'm sorry to the people at home. Uh, if I were to describe the picture, uh, it's Ferb. The one on the left is Ferb talking to a woman in, in, in a Christmas setting. And this woman looks a lot like someone who was once on American Idol. Also on The Voice, maybe. Um, As a coach? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they, I know who they, the one on the left change, is. They change coaches so often. Go ahead, go ahead and give it to us. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. It is Kelly Clarkson on the left, and on the right here is here is a guy 
sort of standing taller than all of the kids and singing. Um, do you have any idea who this guy on the right is? Um, I have a guess. I'm not confident in this one like I was on the Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Clay Aiken? It is Clay Aiken. Also, Clay Aiken's short. Why I mean, he... he's not he's not kids short. Okay, fair. Well, but but I guess great. Look at how much like you can see Kelly Clarkson compared to Ferb in this picture, but also Clay Aiken is way taller than Ferb in this picture. Yeah. So is I see. I, I see what you're saying now. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe there's some kind of stage or something. Well, I guess we'll get to it when we see him sing a duet with Shaka Khan. Uh, water. Let's go. Question nine: What recurring character is the subject of this slightly redacted song? This is another one that I thought was easier. I thought was easier than than the people thought. Navi, do you want to say it? No. <laughs> no. He's Carl. He's Carl, the intern. Yo, I I saw uh, question ten, which got me hype because yeah. it's a nosy question. It is a nosy question. In the Lake Nose Monster, Captain Weber, voiced by John Larroquette, the head lifeguard at Lake Nose, is holding a souvenir kid with cramp snow globe when Phineas and Ferb's out of control fishing boat barreling toward him. He's immobilized by irony alert, a cramp. As the snow globe falls from his hand, he gasps the name of the oncoming boat. What is the name of that boat? One letter different from a word spoken in a similarly shot scene in a non-Phineas and Ferb work. I know it. Navi, do you want to go first or do you not care? <laughs> I don't care. Nosebud. Nosebud. This is this is the one that I thought would be harder than Carl or uh, Love Handle. Um, but it was not. So who knows? Uh, and then the last question that I will show you, because I'm keeping question 12 a secret. Uh, in the episode Tip of the Day, Phineas and Ferb organize a community-wide campaign culminating in a Live Aid-style concert to build awareness the end, the for what five-letter word? Is that we never forget. We're getting all the musical breaks in the middle of the The end of a shoelace is called the beginning, a... Right off the top. The, uh... A-G-L-E-T. Don't forget it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. That... Oh, he left. <laughs> My guy, do you not know how to leave a stream yard? Do you not know how to stop sharing a screen? Okay, let's talk about William without him. Okay. I tried to hit stop share screen and I accidentally hit leave studio. <laughs> Classic William. Did uh, not understand the assignment. That was the that was the uh, Phineas and Ferb trivia quiz minus one question. I hope you all enjoyed it. We can get back to talking about the episode we were supposed to. Yes. So we're talking about hide and seek and that sinking feeling. So first things first, let's talk about hide and seek, which is an episode I remember. But I remember Jingle Brown being in it, not Irving. Not Irving. So... There you go. Abby, J- Jingle's gone. My name is Jingle Brown. All right, so the episode starts off, and it's raining outside, and the kids are figuring out what they should do today. I thought you were uh, talking about the weather in fake Winnipeg for a second. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's that's better than snow. 
Yeah, it is actually snowing pretty hard right now. So. I'm supposed to get snow tomorrow, and I'm not excited for it. You know who will be? Dominic and Anthony. That's true. Yeah, they were very hype about the snow. But yeah, Navi, sorry, we interrupted you. No, it is all good. And Isabel proposes that the group share their feelings, but Buford is not about that life, uh, which I can relate to. Like, you can't just automatically be like hey let's talk about our feelings it's one thing if it shows up organically in the conversation but you can't just force it on people you cannot yeah i i love buford's line here where he's like what's there to do when it's raining outside and someone gives their suggestion and buford's like let me rephrase what's there to do when it's raining outside it says the same exact thing it was it was very funny yeah. And this is where we meet Irving. Is this the first time we meet Irving in the show? He was in the musical Cliptastic Countdown as like a fan in the audience. That's where we first saw him. And I, yeah, I think he, he even ha- I think briefly. he even has a uh, who won the episode point from from I think I gave him the point in that. Yeah, cuz William simps. Sorry. I don't simp for Irving. Irving do you is relate a child. to Irving? Do you do you relate to Irving? Like he has a short like blondish brown hair. Both wear glasses. Red hair. I I can say I I don't relate all that much to Irving. I feel like <laughs> you are the person on this call who looks the most like Irving, so I had to ask. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> okay. Well, my next note is Irving is a stalker because he has a scrapbook. <laughs> of all like the adventures and inventions that Phineas and Ferb made. And he was just, I guess, just in the background taking these pictures and we just never noticed him until this moment. Very, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Eminem wrote a song about, about Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, he did. Anyway, uh, the kids figure out, Hey, why don't we play hide and seek? But since they're too big to just hide anywhere, they're like, hey, why don't we shrink ourselves? So they are now shrunk. And that's where we get the song, When You're Small. What do we think about When You're Small? It was catchy. I will say, um, I was listening a lot more closely than I usually do to the music cues. And I feel like the music, like the sound, the score in this episode was very like epic. Mm-hmm. Um, like we can talk about it when they're slingshotting the the ropes around. And like, there was like a very like, it felt cinematic, like the score, and then like uh, when they were small. Like I, I really like the the score in this episode, which I usually don't pay attention to. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was a fun song, mm-hmm. fun little garage rock song. Yeah. Well, once we cut out of the song, Candace uh, finds the shrinker, and she's like, "The boys are up to something," and she's ready to go bust them. And she brings the shrinker along with her. And since it's raining, she goes to grab an umbrella. And Baljeet is hiding in the umbrella and she just like flings him and he just lands mm-hmm. on the lampshade there with like a bunch of dead flies and all that. It, I felt yeah. bad for him there. Yeah, it it uh believe it or not, gets worse for Baljeet. Uh yeah. <laughs> he had to do what he had to do. Going all yeah. uh um and when Candace gets to Isabella's place, uh she accidentally shrinks herself by touching the red ball thing that's on the top there. And Candace does as she does, and she freaks out from all the bugs and stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, the kids are being chased by a mechanical bug that appeared out of nowhere and definitely doesn't have anything to do with the B-plot. 
Um, but they are able to figure out a way to take it down. But Irving is pretty much useless in this fight, which honestly I relate to because I would also be very useless in this mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Would you also be looking to the scrapbook and being like, uh, I don't know what to do. It wasn't in my in my uh, stalker book. Yeah, he well, he was asking Phineas, like, hey, do you have like a plan or a strategy for this? And Phineas is like, we don't have a plan. We just improvise. And he and Irving just has like a meltdown from that. That was really funny, too, I thought. Um, All right. So meanwhile, back at the Garcia Shapiro house, I guess, uh, Candace is being chased by Pinky, uh, the shrunken version of Candace. Um, And the kids use the mechanical bug to find Baljeet who bursts out of a dead fly and has, he has like, to do what he had to do over him. Yeah. He, he really went all like well, uh, Luke Skywalker episode five stuff. Well, to, to be fair to um, Baljeet, he was uh, the AC, like they like left. He him was free. And then the AC got turned on and he like turned blue from how cold he was. And they were just like, wait up there. We'll get you eventually. And he's like, how am I supposed to wait? So he like, Jumped into the fly for warmth. Yeah. Would you fly into a dead fly for warmth? Uh, no, because I would rather be cold and enter a dead fly. But um, I don't know. I feel like other people who aren't as like germaphobic as me would. I would not. If, you know, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But I... <laughs> I think I would be more likely to jump off the lamp and like just like test test my limits. Yeah. <laughs> than get into yeah. a fly. If I'm gonna die anyways. At least go out doing what you love. <laughs> Falling with style. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then uh, they use the mechanical bug to go find Candace. Uh, and they save her from Pinky. Uh the kids are back to regular size once they get into the Garcia Shapiro kitchen. I was offended Candace- for Mrs. Garcia Shapiro with all those kids with their dirty shoes standing on my kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one one of those kids was just inside of a fly. He's I not clean. Know. Yeah. Like sauce spoilers for my MVP point, but it goes to Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. Mm. Gotta add her to the list. Yep. <laughs> yes, and Candace goes to bust them, but as usual, that does not work out because the shrinker just magically disappears, and that's pretty much it for the A plot here. So what do we think about this plot overall? It was fun. I remembered it differently, but like that that's kind of the fun of this podcast. Like I remembered like some things, and then I was like, yeah, I thought Jingle Brown was in this episode, and I thought they actually played hide-and-seek, but no, they were mm-hmm. just like... I, I remember the episode, like, as it kept going, I was like, oh, yeah, this happens, this happens. But um, it's fun to, like, revisit an episode that you thought was completely different, but then it also kind of, like, takes away the, like, memories that you thought you had. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think Baljeet deserved uh, more sympathy from his friends. But at the same time, I would not choose to sit next to him. I would choose the the front seat, and he could sit in the back. The... The line where so Jack McBrayer, Wreck It Ralph, well not Wreck It Ralph, Fix It Felix, Fix It yeah. Felix, uh, also Kenneth voices H. Irving. Um, whenever he is like asking to be the one to say, "Oh, where's Perry?" and he that was funny to me. Phineas was so peeved. Like, do you think we have a biggest fan? 
Um, I mean, we ha- Giovanni consistently sends us feedback, okay. but I don't think Giovanni yeah, well, is. We're not going to call him the Irving. We're yeah, not going to call him no. the Irving. But... We're not going to call anyone the Irving because it's disrespectful to. But I think <laughs> I, I think I would like to us to have like a number one fan, but they're not going to be Irving levels. But if they wanted to make a scrapbook and send one to each of us, that would be fun. Um, yeah. Okay, you want to get into the Doof and Perry plot here? Let's do it. All right, so the B plot starts off uh, with Major Monogram telling Perry that Doof's been sending voicemails to Major Monogram to get Perry to stop Doofenshmirtz's evil plans, which is... I don't know. Would you say this is out of character? Because there have been times where he's like waiting patiently for Perry to show up, and then like he always like nags him for not showing up on time. So um, I feel like this was in character. Jeffrey Schmerz is such a buffoon that he would definitely mm-hmm. do this. He would like instigate stuff. Well, it's a, it's all a ruse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think uh... No, I think I think this is this is uh uh pretty in character. Maybe maybe he's not so good at the ruse. Yeah. But uh I mean I guess it worked. Uh so maybe he is good at it. like <laughs> Perry Perry didn't stop shit in this episode. It was the the tiny tiny kids. <laughs> this is true. Um so Perry stops by Doof's place and he walks in on Doof not sorting his recycling properly which is the biggest crime that he could do ever. Most evil thing he's done on the show so far. It's up I mean, there. St- yeah, stocking your platypus especially when he lives with children. Yeah, well, know. while Doof is, like, trying to placate Perry, like, oh, you got me, uh, he puts the tracker on Perry as he leaves. Um, and the reason why he puts the tracker on Perry is so that the he has a mechanical bug that he wants to check to see the house address of so that he can ring the doorbell and run away when Perry answers the door. <laughs> At yeah, least that's it, what I got from this. Yeah, like, he, he wants to ding-dong wants, ditch. He wants to ding-dong ditch. That's funny. I feel like he probably knows at this point where Perry, or at least he should. Like, I, I, I think he's met the kids enough to know whose pet Perry is. Or maybe maybe he's just met them, like, separately from Perry, so he doesn't really know yeah. that he's... He just knows that Perry the platypus is a platypus, and that these kids also have a pet platypus. I mean, he doesn't even recognize Perry unless he has the hat on. So. Right, right. I'm giving him too much credit. Yeah, you really are. Anyway, as Doof is spying on the Flynn Fletcher household, he loses the picture. And it gets funny because he thinks that like when it goes to the kids, he's like, oh, it's gone the Shrunken Kids channel. And then he like puts it back onto the Perry channel. Uh, but then Perry finds the camera and destroys it. Uh, Doof prepares to vaporize Perry with the self-destruct button, which is like probably the only time where it made sense to have the self-destruct button Mm. um, and destroys the shrinker, which is uh, how Candace is not able to bust the kids. And then Doof finally feels like he kind of accomplished something, but he also feels empty inside. And that's like a really weird way to end the episode. (laughs) So what do we think about the Doof and Perry plot? I had fun watching it. Like Doof and Schwartz and Perry, like, Especially Doofenshmirtz monologuing is always fun. So, like, when he, like, is talking while he's, like, adjusting the thing and, like, he's trying to wake Perry up. And Perry, like, he sees Perry and he's like, oh, no. Like, 
Oh no! Oh no! I'm doing that TikTok sound. Kind of dipping into your Elmo a little bit. Elmo, my guy, is blowing <laughs> up still, and I'm still mad that I wasn't the one to get him to blow up. Ugh. Elmo, lost opportunities. Oh no! What can you do? Uh, this was fun. This was this was a, a solid episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, not getting some, any final getting some from you. Irving moments. Yeah, I agree. I really liked Irving in this episode. I love how useless he was. It was very yeah. relatable. Um, I feel like Irving is another one of those kids like Susie that uh, Naomi would want to hit with her scooter when she's an old woman. <laughs> um, which is a reference to one of the clips that we pulled in the clip show. So definitely recommend. Uh, with that said, any final thoughts on this episode or should we go to a musical break? Musical break. Let's do it. Somebody take a picture of me next to this dust bunny. Phineas, this is amazing. Everybody should shrink. Get teeny. Get tiny. Be small. When you're small, every sink is a swimming pool. When you're small, a spare button's a plate. When you're small, everyone's gonna think you're cool. Cause you're the only one who fits through a grate. When you're small, the kitchen sponge is a trampoline. When you're small, your dad's comb is a jail. Oh, when you're small, every TV's a movie screen. And your goldfish is a great orange whale. You can climb inside a paper airplane. And fly yourself down the hall. Every puddle's a lake. Every crumb is a cake. And there's never any reason to crawl, baby, when you're small. Baby, when you're small. And we are back, everyone. Uh, hey Yes. It's been a minute since we've ca- talked to you. It was a very long song. Um, so uh, that sinking feeling is the next episode that we have. And Will, I'm doing this one and you're doing feedback, right? Yep. Let's go, baby. Um, so did you all remember this episode? First things first, like big picture. Um, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. Bits and pieces. Like, I remember Buford as Cupid. Yes. Uh, and that's about it. I remember Doofenshmirtz in the lighthouse because I remember the lighthouse like at the end. I remember that like end tag that they had. That was something mm-hmm. that I vividly remembered. But and then I remember they had a boat episode. I just didn't remember the specifics. I did not remember Mishti. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I remember I, Mishti. But then when like, like the Mishti. episode started, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember this. Like bits and pieces of this. Um, I didn't check. Did Mishti have a a famous voice actor? I think I'll I'll yeah. look it up. Okay, so let's start the episode, and I'm going to do the same thing that Navi did. We're going to focus on the Phoenix and Ferb, and then we'll do the difference later. So Phoenix and Ferb, they were building a giant ship uh, in the backyard, and we find out later that they wanted to put a giant bottle around it. That was their activity for the day. Baljeet runs in, and he's like, help, help, help. My friend Mishti is a girl. Um, did you find it, Will? I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Mishti is voiced by uh, Tia Sarkar who, uh, if you've seen The Good Place, you will know as Vicky, a.k.a. Real Eleanor. Yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, Mishti does have uh, a, a now-famous-to-me voice actor. I love her. Like, she was one of my favorite characters in The Good Place, and Will was a big Good Place fan, as, um, yeah. as we know from uh, the EATB episode. 
Yeah. She was also um, Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebels for all our Star Wars friends. Yeah, I thought I saw she she was in she uh, and three Will episodes. She will have the of... same birthday. Really? May 16th? Yep. She's not she's a Hell yeah. much older than you, but um Yeah. Good. To... She was in three episodes of The Sweet Life on Deck as Padma? Yeah. She was in uh, 17 uh, again? In an episode of Hannah Montana, Achy Jakey Heart Part 1. Oh, she was in the original How I Met Your Dad pilot, but um, not in the current one, I don't think. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Good to know. Uh, TSR Car. We stand. Uh, oh, she's in Station Eleven also. So, um, so let's uh, keep going through that. So, yeah, Mishti. Uh, Mel, she's like, Mishti's a girl. Mishti's a girl. And Phineas is like, is she a werewolf? And she's like, no, she she is my friend from India. And in India, she was not as like girly as she was. And like the kind of like misogyny in this episode stood out a little bit for me. Um, because they played in soccer and played in the mud. Um, and that's and Baljeet was like, and Phineas is like, Baljeet, Mishti was always a girl. And Baljeet is like, nope, uh, because now she's beautiful um basically uh so and he climbed we find out that he climbed out the window to go find Phineas and ferb um <laughs> and we see his his mom later being like belgian i thought you were in the bathroom um so yeah Phineas suggests that girls like romance and tells belgian to take mishti on a cruise down the danville harbor and they use the ship so ferb cancels the giant bottle um and then we go Balji runs home with a bouquet of flowers where his mom opens the door and he's like, I need to talk to Mishti. And Balji's mom was like, why were you not in the bathroom? I thought you were there. Um, so, uh, yeah. Balji asks for Mishti. She comes downstairs and he asks her if she has nothing planned. And he says, let's go on this cruise, including a romantic candle at dinner. Um, but yeah, she doesn't hear anything about the boat ride. She goes to get ready. Um, should we include the the Candace and Jeremy stuff? Because that's like kind of a C plot this episode. As yeah, I thought it, I the only Jer- Candace and Jeremy stuff I remember is uh, the little tag at the end. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I we can just add it here. I like, watched this episode an hour ago and I don't remember yeah. the Candace and Jeremy stuff. But it's basically, uh, Candace is on the phone wishing that Jeremy were more romantic. And oh, she hears yeah. the boat get driven down the harbor. She calls mom, who seems to be in a salon, but uh, she's downstairs playing with like an antique mm-hmm. hair dryer with Lawrence, mm-hmm. and he's like blowing into a noodle or whatever to like make whale sounds. I do remember the line where she was like, she wants her and Jeremy to be like Romeo and Juliet, but without all the dying. That was funny. It's funny. Um, I see Will's knee. He's hugging this is my it. Knee. Yes. Um, I like the outfit. It's like the the cardigan, the the like cream colored cardigan with the like orange ang color. Yeah. Shirt so, underneath. It, it, yeah, you look like you work this... for Google. Oh yeah, kinda. Thank you. This this shirt is from uh, Mocha Yobi Threads. Uh, so it's got a little orange and yellow around the collar. It's got a sleeve. It's got green on the cuff. A sleeve that's got blue on the cuff, and then the shirt. Is this little tan shirt? It's got all these little like red and yellow and green and blue speckles in it. Yeah, and then you have the mood I ring. I of that so. directly into the mic, so I don't know if, if that was audible at all. 
It's fine. Um, and but, then you uh, have the mood ring to match the aesthetic. On yeah, a little, little like uh, fitness ring thing that uh, this is my right hand. Oh, your uh, wedding? No. Uh, no, that goes on a left hand. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you this engaged the other to? One. Which Phineas and Ferb character? Misty. Uh, this is no. It's a it's a little like a fitness tracker ring thing. Uh, so yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, really, it tells me how poorly I sleep at night. Is the main Ooh. thing that it does. See, my thinking was it's uh, Will felt left out that Sam and TJ are married and Robert's engaged, so he was like, let me just put a ring on this finger. Uh, no, actually, so uh, even worse. Uh, Sam used to wear this as his wedding ring. Uh, because he, he like he he never really got a a wedding ring because didn't really care care to have a expensive one so he he wore this like fitness ring as his wedding ring um but then he got the newer model of it and okay. he's been wearing that i was like hey i have this old uh, so he gave you his hand me down wedding ring yeah yeah i love that <laughs> we stand um Anyway, speaking of romance, uh, Candace is unaware that her parents are actually in the living room, so she goes down to the harbor and follows it. Um, and at the harbor, Mishti and Belgique arrive on the cruise, um, and he tells her that now that she's a girl, and she's like, huh? And so that happens. Uh, Isabella arrives at the harbor with the Fireside Girls because they all got their shrimp net repair patches, um, mm-hmm. and Phineas invites her on the romantic cruise and she gets very excited um, and is made cruise director. Uh, Ferb is the beverage consultant, although it appears there is only lemonade. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to call a child a sommelier. But... A lemonade Yeah. That should be the hashtag. That's the hashtag if you can <laughs> spell it. Yeah. Uh, Phineas is the captain, of course, and then he goes gives Isabella the tour. Um, yeah, so... Candace misses the boat, calls mom, but is interrupted by the seagulls. And Linda tells her not to feed the geese wearing a tube top again. We don't need to imagine what happened there, but like apparently there's a backstory. And yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then Lawrence is playing with like his helicopter in the pool noodle, basically, uh, with the ancient hair dryer part. Um, and that was um. They're just like playing around with the antiques. Um, so yeah, Candace decides to wait on the shore. Um, Isabella's enjoying the cruise. She's like, Oh, I love how romantic it is. And then Phineas gives her the tour. Um, she blushes, she gets excited, and then he takes her into the room with a romantic table for two. And Isabella starts going to sit. Um, but the candlelit dinner is for Baljina Mishti, and she kind of gets annoyed. And Phineas is like, Is this romantic or what? And she's like, What? What? And, and then he repeats <laughs> it, and he's like, I heard you. I like that line a lot. Yeah. Phineas cues the music. Yeah, the classic mu- classical music with rose petals. Um, and then he cues uh, uh, Buford, who's yeah, dressed as a baby Mishy Cupid. Yeah, just gets, like, Buford's ass in her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, Jeremy says it later, like, some kid's feet are in his face. But, like, yeah. Um, listen, I don't think she had uh, Buford on the menu that night no no i don't believe anyone did yeah but uh this uh this episode really kind of shoots an arrow for lack of a lack of a better analogy shoots an arrow in your uh otp hey listen sometimes you gotta date other people to realize who your true match in life is but mishy is really cool though yeah i I love love mishy 
I did love Michelle, but also I think she deserves better than Belgique, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Like, Belgique won't even recognize her as a human being. It's like, oh, you're a girl now? And she's like, bro, what I the don't, fuck? I, 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 I know. He's saying, he's saying, like, oh, I see her as more than a childhood friend now. That's what he means. Yeah. yeah. I know that. Well, I know that, but, like, listen. He doesn't have to, like, be like, oh, now you're a girl. Like, that's a little sexist. He's also nine. <laughs> I don't yeah, I mean, like... it's, it's, yeah. He, he is a kid. For whatever reason, I thought he was 15 in this episode. Like, I assume everyone's <laughs> Candace's age. Um, but yeah, so Isabel is unimpressed. Um, and Belgique makes awkward talk. Uh, she tries to explain how she just wants to hang out like in the old days. And Buford hears Belgique say music and begins to sing, but falls on the table and spills the lemonade and the spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, Belgique continues to struggle. He talks to Mishti. Phineas figures the boat needs to be sunk to stir the romance. Um, and then a lighthouse flies through the ship for no reason. Absolutely nothing relevant to this episode. Um, crashes through the ship, uh, creates a hole, causing it to sink. And Isabel's like, where's the life preservers? And Phineas is like, I didn't install any, but he installed fun preservers. And the entire mm-hmm. back of the ship rises up on four mechanical legs, drops a yellow water slide down the boat and releases ring buoys that can slide down. And Buford was scared, so he jumps on the first one and everyone follows him. Phineas and Ferb, no, Phineas and Isabella share a tube while Mishti and Baljeet share another. And when they get to the bottom, Baljeet figures out that Mishti is still the same girl he knew and they finally get comfortable around each other. Yeah. Um, I also, there was a song that I missed about um, the... It, yeah, boat. this the song was a parody of the theme from Love Boat. Yeah, Love Boat, yeah. yeah it had some had some nice uh jazz flute. Yeah. Um and then so they land on the shore. Phineas is oblivious and tells Isabella that romance is fun and they should do it more often. And uh Candace asked what they were up to, and Phineas was like, well, they were creating romance, and Baljeet and Mishti are like looking at the sunset, arms around each other, happy. And Candace is impressed and she's excited and she's like can you do the same for me and jeremy and venus and Ferb create the same overdone atmosphere as his previous attempt music pedals buford everything um the end result is similar to the dinner with baljeet and mishti and jeremy is like listen i don't want this kid's feet in my face let's just go mm-hmm. get slushy burger yeah. and candace blushes and yeah he gets that, that employee discount mm-hmm. yeah there was also the the line whenever they're they're on the boat and and Buford's in his diaper and the ship starts to sink. I'm in a and diaper, he, and he he says, "Well, that's the end of this diaper." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I like I liked when he said, "I'm in a diaper." Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, shall we get into the Doof and Perry plot? Yeah. So. At the start of the episode, Major Monogram and Carl are playing music rhythm game resembling rock band. Uh, were you all big rock band people? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, th- um, I think we actually, instead of rock band, had Guitar Hero World Tour mm-hmm. is, is the one with the, same the thing, drums basically. that we had. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. I feel bad for my parents because I when I was like 12 or whatever, the Beatles rock band game came mm, out yeah. and i like begged them to get it and they were like this is like 300 400 are you actually gonna play it and i was like yes i will yes i will i played it like three times oh, and i no. feel bad so you owe them. yeah i do owe them. restitution yeah. when i win survivor 
<laughs> that's very unlikely to ever happen but Hey, um, I even even first Buddha survivor gets more than four hundred dollars. Yeah, you're thinking correctly. See, but it, the issue is more getting on Survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, then, uh, meanwhile, uh, Major Monogram Carl they play rock band, and Major Monogram sucks at it. Um, he tells Doofenshmirtz, <laughs> "Well, Carl's like, sir, they're booing at us." Yeah. And Monica's, I can hear them. <laughs> yeah, I have ears. Then, anyways, yeah, he tells uh, Doofenshmirtz. He tells Perry that Doofenshmirtz has been looking around hobby shops and find out why. Have you heard about Hobby Lobby and like him trying to steal the Rosetta Stone? What? No. Okay, this is an episode. I'm going to plug my friend's podcast. Thoughts were funk. There was a Hobby Lobby specific episode, and they explained everything. My friend Gabby could explain it better. So mm -hmm. uh, I will find the episode title when we start feedback. And tell everyone to check out that episode, uh, Hobby Lobby, and like the scam nature of Hobby Lobby. But that's what that line reminded me of. Um, anyways, uh, Perry goes to visit Doofenshmirtz, and he gets caught immediately. And Doofenshmirtz shows Perry his creation of a scale model of Danville. And Doof flashes back. It's like it's flashback time. And he goes uh, to flashback to find a place that he lives under budget, which kind of throws out a lot of our theory that he was getting alimony money um mm -hmm. because like we thought he was this rich person but no so he looks at uh, a porta potty place including a few others but then he finds the current building and he finds out the cheap rent was because the lighthouse of danville 45 degrees to the right of his window stationed nearby attracted all the ships with their fog horns making it impossible to sleep so doof thinks he can fix this problem by moving the lighthouse from near his building to the other side of town where the ships will follow it mm-hmm so he explains Makes all that sense to me. and attracts the moth to the flame. Um, Why don't we take the lighthouse and push it somewhere else? <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Doofenshmirtz has attached rockets to the lighthouse to move it. He launches it, but forgot to equip a steering mechanism. So the lighthouse is flying randomly and Perry escapes from the trap, destroys the scale model by knocking Doof into it. And Doofenshmirtz is upset. He's like, I worked very hard on this. And he, we see a flashback to Doofenshmirtz working hard on the model with the glue, and he's very proud of it. And he hopes Perry will appreciate it in the in the flashback. But Vanessa's like, nah, he won't care. You know he's not. Yeah. Doofenshmirtz is like forced to acknowledge that Perry would not appreciate it. And Doofenshmirtz gets sad and angry, and he's like, Perry the hat platypus, go home. I'm upset with you. And sends Perry home in disgrace because the lighthouse is gone and nothing he can do will change that now. Perry is like shook a little bit, but he actually lost one and really has nothing to do but go home. So he like slumps out the door. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's the end of that plot until the end credit tag where Doofenshmirtz is like, finally, we uh, we also see the lighthouse going back and forth and the ships chasing it. Um, but Doofenshmirtz lays down in bed. He's like, oh, finally, one good night of sleep. Uh, it was short-lived because the lighthouse crashes through the building and the ships follow it crashing and blowing their fog horn. Then he curses Perry the platypus. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that said, shall we go to another musical break? Yeah, let's do it. You can hear some jazz yeah. flute. Yes. And also one thing I forgot to mention before we go to musical break. Um, when when we start the end credits, see, it's uh, Doofish Mercy will incorporate it after hours. And I love that one. So... Um, yeah, let's go to musical break. Romance. 
It's not in the air It's not on the breeze And it's not in the trees And it's not in your hair It's on the water So I'll warn you well in advance If you're not looking for love Don't set foot on our boat of romance On our boat of romance And we are back. William, take us through feedback and ranking. Cool. Yeah, we just have one one piece of feedback for today from the great Giovanni. Is Irving a superfluous character in the grand scheme of the show? Like, that's not the first time he asks, is this person a superfluous character? I mean, yes, he is, but I still like that he exists in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I the uh the Phineas and Ferb wiki destri- describes him as a tritagonist. <laughs> What's Django, um, a quadtagonist? But yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. Irving is, I would argue, more necessary than Django Brown. Django yeah, Brown. What do you get? This place in our brand steel? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely superfluous in the sense that, like, if he didn't exist, the show would be just as good, just as funny. But I think, like, giving a voice to this character of crazed fans is very funny in a kid's show. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I think I think they and it, this is only our second appearance of Irving. The, it, like, if Irving just showed up in this episode, I think maybe it's unnecessary. But they they're gonna use him over and over, and he's gonna he, like he's gonna be in several episodes moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I I think they're gonna do some good stuff with him that it's it's worth it. Yeah, imagine if Irving and Candace interacted. She could easily bust her brothers just by presenting a scrapbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candace needs to think smarter, not harder. Uh, so let's get into some of our our rankings and things we're keeping track of. Let's let's talk about these songs. What uh, what kind of playlist would you put this uh, when you're small song on? Not just kind of like a generic pop uh, pop rock mm-hmm. hype song. Like it's fun. Um, in the moment, I was like, is this a top 15 song for the season? I think it, it could be at the moment, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to stay the test of time, especially with the season having 60-ish episodes. Yeah. I so. think it could go on a uh, uh, like a workout playlist if, yeah. you're, if you're pumping iron. Yeah. I, I did like the rhyming in this, this song. I do remember like there were some funny rhymes that I mm-hmm. thought were like creative. Like I remember you mentioned that the SIMP songs and Scores in My Pants uh, song was like written to see how many rhymes they could uh, yeah, make with uh, pants, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of that, like the creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Navi, what do you think? Uh, I, I agree. I enjoyed this song very well. It, it was just a, I just liked how it described like all the things you could do while you're while you're shrunk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, the love boat theme? The the. <laughs> I I think this could make the next uh, TV theme song bracket. You could have missed me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, better or worse than reading? This is the. I, I would the like to try thinking, but if, I would be a Candace. Uh, if everything is better or worse than reading. Oh, should we talk about my development this week with reading? <laughs> that I I got a library card. Um. Navi inspired me. Uh, oh, and real I, reading. 
Yeah, I was uh, reading the Percy Jackson book recently, the first one, because I was like, let me tap into some of this nostalgia. Um, And Will said, uh, Nancy Boba Fett needs to be uh, slapped. Oh, that's what that was from. Okay. I've never read those books. I didn't know what that was about. William. I didn't read them either. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to this before. I don't like YA. I'm sorry to the fans, but I've only seen the first movie. I've seen I the first movie. I saw opening movies. night, um, and then I saw the second movie, maybe opening night as well. It was my brother's birthday party thing that he wanted to go to, but you know, mm-hmm. Percy Jackson was my jam. Um, yeah, so uh, I think I think reading is better than shrinking. I, I would like to shrink. try it, but then I'd also know that I'd be such a Candace and run away from everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, we if didn't, I could, like, we didn't control... talk about how fugly that caterpillar was it caterpillars was. are up there on the on my list of fugliest bugs have you seen james and the giant peach it's no. been a while yeah well I, like, fugly. a bug's life would have you believe that caterpillars are cute creatures like heimlich, With heimlich uh, i have not seen a single cute caterpillar in my life they are all the the fugliest bugs and bugs are are generally fugly bugly creatures mm-hmm. i have a friend who doesn't like that word caterpillar and i don't know why oh i thought, I thought you were gonna say fugly oh. <laughs> like every sense. time the word comes up he'll be like can you say this word for me and like type it or like like or i don't know i i, I don't know if he doesn't like the word or he doesn't know how to pronounce it but so, like yeah I mean, fuzzy caterpillars are cute. Like, you, you sometimes see fuzzy caterpillars. Not for me. Did y'all have, like, caterpillars in, like, kindergarten? And you're like, uh, and then they would, like, is the class Second grade, yeah. 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 They, like, did the, oh, this is the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm out. I'm, out. I'm out on chrysalis. caterpillars. That's a big word for Elmo. Chrysalis. Like, um, uh, but a cruise, I I think in, in the pre-Rona days, a, a cruise is better I've never been reading. on a cruise. Me neither. Like, I've been I, on whale watching boats, but I've never I, uh, been on a cruise. I fuck with a cruise. I, I, I love a cruise. Yeah. I, I mean, know I Disney mean, does cruises. Yeah. They, instead of going I was going to ask like William, uh, is your cruise instead? Uh, I, I have been on more than one Disney cruise. I'll say that much. I They're very fun. remember when Sweet Life on Dexter is like, I want to do this for high school. <laughs> like, be on a cruise. I would get seasick, though. I would be worried about seasickness. Yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, you just take a bunch of Dramamine, like, you start taking, you take Dramamine, like, once a day, and you start, like, the day before you get on the boat, and it's fine. I think with, with, with cruise ships, they're big enough that it's more, like, I think the smaller the boat, the more likely you are to get seasickness. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, maybe our first adventure once, uh, it's safe is a cruise, instead of our Epcot trip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what's safer first. Um, I'll also be in Epcot like two months from now. I've got to call my mom. I've got to call my mom back after this podcast because she was uh, texting me about what magic bands we're gonna get. Ooh, what are you gonna get? What I don't color? know. I didn't. I I don't know what the. He's gonna get are. orange. That's that's my prediction. It's like uh, what color you're gonna get? I think. Um, yeah. Are you gonna drink around the world? Uh, we're only spending half a day in Epcot. <gasps> Epcot's um, the best part. Uh, Even well, as a kid, I said that. Even as a child, I was so, like, "Epcot slaps." So, uh, we want a full day. It, it, it cut, cut me talking about my vacation out of the podcast. 
Why are you? We'll, like... we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bore people with me talking about something I'm going to do that they aren't. That's fair. I want to live vicariously through you. I want to. No. You can Instagram live. Like I told no. Justin Will when they went. Like you need to like give me. Uh, you can come on the Brazilian Dragon. Give me a beat by beat update of each day. Yeah. Um. um what's yeah. Uh, oh did did Doofenshmirtz impress his professor? Uh, first with the with the mini bug cam ruse. I think so. I think it's just a drone. He bought a drone. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a little small tracker. Okay. It's less less a drone, a more a little tracker. I think I think that one does. I don't um, think so. I feel like I, he could have bought that from like some store. But like... it's it's not the technology of it. It's the the plan. The fact okay. that he got it to work. I think that's fair. Um, the lighthouse. No. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't even an evil thing. It was just like a like a an inconvenience. He, yeah, like he he wasn't even using any of it to take over anything. He was just gonna inconvenience other people instead of him. Yeah. So I think that one's a no for me. No for me, dog. Um, now let's get into ranking the episodes. We have five tiers from top to bottom. Those tiers are Queen of Mars, Yummy, 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 Okay, Satellite Fell to Earth, and Busted. Uh, where do we put these episodes, starting with uh, Hide and Seek? Um, I go first. I put it in Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. I don't think it's like Queen of Mars level, but I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun watching. I think the sound, the score in this episode was actually like really noteworthy to me. I like remember a lot of the, the themes sticking out and being like, oh, wow, this is like they put effort into the score for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun watching it. It's like not top tier, but it's not like it's it's one of the better. It, it was like a pleasant, fun time. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree i would put in yummy 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 as well uh i like both the a and b plots which i think helps uh elevate an episode in my opinion mm-hmm. uh yeah plus like i i just really like the idea of them shrinking i like that dupe the doof plot was very fun as well him just trying to get his address so he could play ding dong ditch uh mm-hmm. yeah it's just a really fun episode william you have I... it lower than us yeah, I put it in okay. My my uh, yummy 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 tier is kind of crowded. Um, That's fair. I, I I like I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun, but uh, yeah, I, I maybe it can move up. I'm 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 in between yummy 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 and okay. And I put it, I put both of these down in okay just because uh, I uh, my yummy 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 tier is getting crowded. But the more I talk about this, I think I'm actually gonna move the second episode that sinking feeling up into yummy 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 so i'll give the first one an okay and the second one a yummy yummy yummy. okay so navi where do you have the second one? Oh, i have it in yummy 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 as well i thought this was a really fun episode i think misty is a really fun character uh and i like i said i think both plots worked pretty well this episode so it helped mm-hmm. it out quite a bit yeah i also i also have uh 213b that singing feeling in yummy 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 as well i thought like you both said, it was fun. Like both plots were fun. Um, Mishdi was a great character to introduce. Uh, my one complaint, like some of the, they had some of the Bal Baljeet wood or Bollywood like instrumentals in the second episode. I was, I was like, really, we don't need this. Like, have other musical cues. But otherwise, like I really enjoyed the episode. And uh, Will, you have that singing feeling twice in your list. I just noticed. Um, yeah, I I uh, I copied a row so I could add. Okay. Some things. Uh, makes I, sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed this episode. I think if I had to pick one that I liked more, it would have been hide and seek, but it's very like marginal difference. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so now let's get into the thing we've all been waiting for. Who won the episode? Starting with the first episode, I think Felipe already gave us his... Is his... Vivian, Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. Vivian Garcia Shapiro getting his point. It's a yes, solid uh, point. Her first yeah, point. so do I need to explain it? Like, I think yeah. she, like, she was a fun character. I love the line, um, oh, Los Jovenes, like the youngsters uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. I think she's like always a fun character whenever she pops up. Um, and I love her friendship with Linda and when they play like um, Mahjong or they play a three card suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bridge. Like she's always a fun character whenever she pops up. Mm-hmm. Navi, do you, who, who do you have winning this first episode? Oh, I, I'm giving it to Irving. I, I He was just very relatable to me. <laughs> Especially when they were trying to take down the the mechanical bug tracker thing, and he was like pretty useless. Uh, um, he won my heart there, so he gets the MVP award for me for this episode. Mm-hmm. This is also Irving for me. I'm glad that he finally got to be uh, included uh, and and involved in in the the shenanigans with with the people he admires so much. Yeah. Um. So I uh, that's why I gave Irving the point, and. In the second episode, I'm going to give it to Baljeet. I, I think uh, the fact that uh, he finally got uh, to have a good time with his old friend um, is, is very... I almost gave it to Mishti, but uh, I, I uh, think Baljeet deserves some credit, too. Yeah. Um, I almost gave Baljeet my point in Hide and Seek because I feel like he, he went through the most suffering um, in that one and deserves a little, like, something for it. Uh, but... Yeah, you mentioned Mishti. I gave Mishti my point for that sinking feeling. It was between her, Two Fish Mertz, and Buford. I'm like, I don't know how many times we're going to ever see Mishti again, so let me give her the point while she's here. I can tell you how many times we're going to see Mishti again. How many? Um, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me so quickly. So I Okay, so Navi, why don't you give your point while we'll look it up? Uh, one more time. No? Two one more times. One more time. Okay. She gets yeah. she gets mentioned in the uh, actor age episode where they go and see Phineas and Ferb as teenagers, oh. um, and then she has cameos in Roller Coaster the musical and then uh, Candace Against the Universe the movie. Fun, 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 fun. She was so this uh, is this is really the, the, the last that we there? get from uh, this is this is going to be the probably uh, the last that we get from T.S. Car. Uh, she was in Candace Against the Universe. I don't uh, it's a cameo role, apparently. Oh, okay. She's probably just like in a big group of kids or something. Okay, that's fair. Navi, what about you? Oh, yeah. Mishki gets my point for this episode. She was great. We love that. So, so reordering our uh, totals here. Doofenshmirtz still way in the lead with 11 points. Verb and Candace with five. Perry and Isabella with four. Uh, Carl, no, sorry, Irving has joined Stacy and Carl with three points. Um, many people with two, uh, including uh, Baljeet and Mishti, have now have now joined the the two crew. And in the less than two crew, uh, Vivian is now on the board with with many other people. Try to see who gave Baljeet the only other point. Oh, it was Will during uh, Day of the Living Gelatin. So yeah, I don't remember why, but it was he probably said something funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, that's a wrap next for... week. Next week, uh, big opportunities for Balji to get more points. The episode is named after him. The Baljeetles. Um, so yeah, the the 
first episode is the Belgitals, and then the second one is the necessary roughness. Yeah, uh, so we'll get I'm some, excited. Some Vanessa Dufus. Yeah, stuff. I was like, I saw, I was like, well, Vanessa's here. Maybe they like the next episode will have more Vanessa. They got like Olivia Olsen on the call sheet uh, for mm. this, so she's like probably like nearby for like a couple episodes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's start winding things down. Unless you have anything else to share for finishing. No, I'm first. good. I, I I guess we we could have saved the the trivia for the end, but I wanted to yeah. I wanted to brag off the top. Yeah, you know William, uh, always always uh, celebrating early. <laughs> always always the yeah. gloater. Uh, if you want to find more of my gloating, uh, follow me on Twitter at Davis Comma Will. Um, or if you want to, I, I, we didn't record a, a new EATB this week, but you, if you haven't listened to our uh, first off 2022 special yet, uh, that was a very fun one. You can follow that show at EATB Podcast. Um, pop culture. Oh, pop, I, I spent a lot of the last week uh, listening to this podcast called The Dropout, uh, which Ooh. is all about uh, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes Theranos uh story and trial yeah. uh i i listened to it so i listened to they they like just started season two because the trial was going on um but uh, about like th- two or three years ago they had a podcast that was about her and it's a podcast through abc news and her her like scam of a company um and then since she was recently on trial they they had another podcast about the trial of it and it was uh very very uh good listen uh so the the dropout is abc news podcast love that love that um navi what about you what do you have going on these days uh you can follow me on twitter at because i'm navi um i'm still making my way through naruto shippuden uh still live watching shitty filler episodes although this filler arc is like seven episodes i'm just taking forever because it's not very good uh as for my pop culture plug, uh, I'll plug another YouTube person. Uh, this guy is regular Pat. He talks about Kingdom Hearts. The main reason why I'm plugging him is that he's a Renap listener, and he recognized mm. me when I followed him on Twitter. And then he messaged me. He's like, oh, you're Fifth Wheel Navi. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know me? It was a very <laughs> That's so cool. So, cool. Yeah, so check out regular Pat on YouTube and on I Twitter. love that. Yeah, and I'll give him a whole follow. We love that. Um, yeah, and like the thing is, he does reference uh, uh, Renap in his videos. Like he always talks about, you know, Seinfeld versus Friends and all that. Or he okay. references it a couple of times, not all the time, but it's still yeah. a, it's really fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's very so cool videos. that he he recognized you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is gonna be a long plug. So first things first, I'm gonna start with my pop culture thing because then I'll get that out of the way. This is probably the last episode that will be released before the premiere of Promise Land. Promise mm. Land is a show that I'm working on. It's a Latinx drama on ABC premieres Monday, January 24th after The Bachelor at 10 p.m. It will also be on Hulu for all Americans. Um, so I'm very excited about the show because of the Latinx representation, but I also work on the show. So if you are interested in like seeing more representation on television, especially of the Latinx variety, like give this show views, uh, or whether it's on Hulu or ABC. Um, and... Yeah, if you want like a short description, it's about like a family like that runs an empire of vineyards and wine distribution, and it's like kind of like this like political game, but also like family drama. It's very it's very much an American telenovela is how I'm describing it, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun um, to like see the trailers and stuff. I'm very excited about it, and like just check out the first few episodes. 
after three episodes, it's not your jam. Maybe watch it in the background to give it clicks, but that's it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then that's my pop culture plug. Uh, also, uh, Chappelle, nothing but Netflix is also always a fun time. Uh, then, what the fleep on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that jazz. Uh, Brazil Dragon Pod, everything. But we are expanding the Brazilian Dragon universe. So Damn. there have been like people who have pitched things to me, and I'm like, I like the idea. I just don't have the bandwidth to do it myself. So we're launching the Dragon Babies feed, which is yeah. going to be everything that I don't host on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. But also what you're doing will be there as well as a secondary feed. But stick to our main feed if you're already listening to that, but also subscribe to the second feed. Um, and we have our first Dragon Babies announcement today that I am allowed to announce. Starting next week, we will have Two Can't Keep a Secret, a Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast by AJ Norris and Jay Debro. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> and I'm very excited for that. Um, they have been planning that we have a couple other things in pre-production that aren't ready to be announced but that's something to look forward to the first dragon babies feed and uh if you have ideas or like you can email me at uh, felipe at brazilian dragon podcast.com or brazil dragon pod at gmail.com either one of those or you can dm the podcast accounts um and then otherwise on the brazilian dragon podcast i released a tweet on my main feed of what we're having in store this month but uh, in your feeds right now should be a Rugrats in Paris podcast with my friend Taylor from the last show I worked on. Uh, she was a big Rugrats in Paris person. So if you have any questions on any Rugrats, uh, in the past, you should tweet me <laughs> because the episode's probably out already. But that's that's what we have going on. And I'm very excited. So Dragon Babies, uh, the feed should be up by now. I don't know if the episode is out yet, but that's something to look forward to. And yeah, I'm so excited about this expansion um, and excited to hear what Jay and AJ have in store with each other. And maybe maybe uh, that's an excuse to get them both on what you're doing in the near future. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm excited about uh, these days. Um, uh, the other shows I'll announce eventually, but they're not ready to be announced. Um, so I'm going to give the creators more time. Uh, with all that said, I have nothing else to plug. Yeah, so, next week. Hashtag Belgitos. Lemonade. Unnecessary roughness. Lemonade uh, sommelier. How do we say that again? Hashtag. I don't remember how you said it, but lemonade it, it didn't sound easy to spell. Anyways, uh, also uh, one last thing I'm gonna plug uh, the Holderness video. The Holderness family did a video on uh, COVID, saying we don't talk about COVID to the song of we don't talk about we don't Bruno. talk about Bruno, and it was a lot of fun to watch and like very like timely and like I agreed with a lot of the message. So. Um, uh yeah the Encanto soundtrack keeps living room free in my head so there you go uh until next time corn dog corn dog yummy 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 bye i know you know what you're doing today i know you know what you're doing isabella buford phineas and ferb Candace gonna bust you if you